The following is an actual play D&D podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Oh no, are these two going to fight now? <laughs> if I bruised your pretty mouth. <laughs> we do! I think we have to assume that wizards have the best drugs. Who wants to beat a dwarf? Well, I say horse, you say puncher. <laughs> horse, puncher, horse, puncher. There is a monkey, that's true. Yeah, the monkey from Outbreak. This is like that rich family in the purge. Evil purple. Yes, <laughs> arguing semantics. Hi everyone, Terry, Terry Peterson. <laughs> We're going to start this episode off with another cast interview. So here's our very own John to tell you all about your favorite dwarven cleric, Yarfik Stormhammer. Oh, Yarfik. Yarfik, everyone's favorite cleric. Um, Yarfik Stormhammer is a noble hill dwarf from the clan Stormhammer, who uh, basically uh, got into the priesthood clericdom because he was probably the black sheep of his family, and honestly, said some things, did some things that his family was kind of really, really annoyed by, but also very um, embarrassed by. So they thought the best way to deal with this, because he is of noble birth, is to send him off to a priesthood, get him out of the way, and let him find his own path. They basically almost disowned him at that point. He's out of sight, out of mind. He's not completely banished, but it's kind of what it is. So he went to uh, a temple outside of Stone's Throw that was uh, for Aegea, the life goddess, and um, learned a lot there, but being a dwarf, he was very apt to get into drunken fights and drunken things and kind of anti-life in a lot of ways, but he was very much like trying to make himself better because he wants back in with his family. Uh, and in those drunken hazes, Aegea came to him personally and has been telling him many things and many ways that the life re uh, respect that the, the clerics he's been working with kind of doesn't gel with. And he's kind of taking his own path at this point where he understands that life is is, is good and, and worthwhile, but there's also a dark side to it and you have to play both sides. So he's more trying to protect people from themselves and from the darkness by dabbling in it if he has to. Um, he's a standard size hill dwarf. He's about four, five, four, six, um, stout, really, you know, really well put together because his family, you know, they are the stone bringers. They are the defenders of the realm. So he's built very well. Uh, if you look at him, he's got uh, blazing green eyes, really like huge fire red hair and beard. Uh, his hair is shaved on the sides, so it's just the top and it goes back to almost the top knot and then down a braid behind his back. Um, large bushy beard that comes into like a, a, a Celtic knotted almost uh, braid in his uh, beard, but he keeps it burnt on the ends because he is banished. He is not of the Dwarven race anymore, so it's to show the disrespect. Um, you'll also notice on him, if you see, that he has a tattoo on the side of his head going to his face, which is the Stormhammer Crest, which is a giant kind of tribal dragon head where the teeth are coming down over his eyes. It's to delineate dwarves so that each clan knows what clan you're from. Um, it is, a, is a, both a sign of respect and also with him a, a sign of disgrace. Uh, he's also uh, quite gnarled and has, you know, scars from being out in the wild a lot. And he has spent his life now moving away from being a cleric. He's gone out to adventure and, and be a protector. And so he's kind of on his own. He is respected, but also he also pissed off a lot of clerics as well by being annoying as he usually is. What, anything else we need to know about or we should know about what he looks like? Uh, 
like I said, short squat. Uh, he's uh, in the big tattoo. I'm trying to think of anything else that could be discerning. His nose is, is very you know, big and dwarvish, and he's very much just kind of like, he's an imposing presence, even though he's very short. He wear well, he wears uh, scale. Right? Scale, yeah. He's in, he's in um, red scale mail, which is the uh, crest color of his house, and uh, carries a large shield and a war hammer, though he does prefer the battle axe, but he knows that, that with a bludgeoning weapon, he can protect better. He won't kill you outright. Okay. And then what about his holy symbol? Oh, yes. I forgot about this. So so most most uh, Aegean clerics have a right eye symbol that they take with him. Because he's going out on his own and because all of his visions came to him in a drunken haze, he carries a silver tankard around on a chain. And it's a, a regular-sized silver tankard with her eye in the bottom of it. And that's where he, he gets all his power from. You might see him cast spells out of it or he gets his courage from it, but that's where it comes from. And he, he can sling it around, and it's always on him, but it's clanging around on him as he's running around. Uh, so his goal is to, he wants to get back in with his family. Does he have any any goals sort of beyond that? Uh, he wants to both prove to those that have doubted that Ajia is speaking to him and that he is not her paladin, but that, that there is a there are different ways to think about things. He also wants to, as much as he doesn't understand why people find him annoying, he wants to make up for it and kind of be atone for those things, especially because he knows everything he does and everything he's doing, he knows his family is still more pissed and pissed off at everything he says and does. But he wants to get back with them. He wants to be back in with the family and show he's worthy. Uh, so you said that, that Ajia had, uh, you know, sort of visited him and, and spoken to him about things. Mm-hmm. What sort of things did did she say to him? She said specifically to him that uh, in order to protect life and let life flourish... You need to be a shield against the dark, but by because of that, you need to peer into the darkness and have it take you over. So that was very strange to him because Ajia's is, is life itself, there is a death god, and so it's kind of, you know, yin and yang. She was more preaching that you have to be part of both worlds. And he doesn't know if he's ready to do that yet, mm-hmm. because he always just thought I would just be that, that person in front that would take everything and become that martyr. And instead, now I have to become the enemy that I fear. Uh, anything else we should know about Yarvik? Uh, that he truly, honestly loves his group that he's with. He met up with them, and they needed a cleric, and he and they stumbled upon him in a bar drunk, and he said, oh, I'm a cleric, and I'll, I'll go with you. But he has really grown, grown to love them all and would sacrifice his life, even if he had to go off on his own, to make sure they're safe. Would you like to tell us a little about yourself? Oh, do you want to know about me? I, I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm John Van Luling. I am a local improviser and actor in uh, Burlington, and... Uh, I have been playing D&D for a very long time and I love that this came up, but uh, you can usually find me either on stage at the Vermont Comedy Club with the Vermont Comedy Club Torco, or uh, I am right now uh, being the MC at the Vermont Lake Monsters Games, which is the local minor league team here. And I also act and perform with Vermont Stage and with Green Mountain Cabaret, the local burlesque troupe. And uh, you can find me online. Uh, both my Instagram and Twitter are at the JV Lexicon. So JVL and then Lexicon. And uh, other than that, you can find us here. Now on to the show. Let's hit it and crit it. I I quit, you guys. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of Improvised Weapons. Uh, If you hear the disgust in my voice, it's because John just made a terrible joke that we are not going to tell you. Are you surprised? uh, And you're better off for that. Uh, we are so happy to have you with us. 
Uh, at the end of the last episode, uh, the party had just staged a bar fight. Uh, Yarfik had quote unquote won the staged bar fight and was approached. I think, I think we all won. Sure. Yes. No. No. It's, it was really the fans are the ones who won. Uh, and Yarfik was approached by a uh, a large uh, or a tall man uh, calling himself Pallid, who offered him uh, the chance to make some money just for swinging his fists around, which Yarfik accepted. Uh, he brought him around out back. Uh, used some sort of wand to cast a spell on the outhouse, which opened a portal, and he pushed Yarfik through. Uh, walking through behind him, the portal closed before Cassian could triumphantly dive into the outhouse. Uh, and that is where we stand now. The party is separated. Cassian, Eowyn, and Olash uh, need to find a way to locate Yarfik. So we pick up with Cassian, Eowyn, and Olash. What are you guys doing? Guys, just before we head off to the potions place. Mm -hmm. Um, I set that alarm pretty well. Like, I was pretty happy with the way I set that alarm. I don't know where Pallet came from. You think he was already in the bar? He must have been, because I set that either he came from the back alley or somewhere else, but I don't know. He, he couldn't have come through the front door. Okay. I digest that for a second, and then I, uh, I stand up on one of the tables, and I say, uh, Attention, ev uh, everyone! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone see where that uh, tall fellow in the black cloak came from? Uh, he left behind his purse, and I need to return it to him. <laughs> There's a little bit of silence, and someone, someone from, like, back over here in the corner goes, is that the loser? Uh, well, I, I like to think it was more of a, of a, of a draw, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I technically did not win that fight earlier. It wasn't a draw. You got knocked, you got knocked down. You, you like, couldn't get up. I'm simply trying to do a good deed, so let's not waste time worrying about who won and who lost. And then uh, some, some woman uh, speaks up and goes, Which one, which, which one are you looking for, dearie? Uh, the, the tall, pale fellow in the black cloak. The tall, pale fellow in the black cloak. He was, I he he came from from the from upstairs. I, I remember. I remember it very specifically. A thousand thanks, good woman. Do I have any like? I I've slide only been another my gold pieces. Do silver I piece into her mashed potato. <laughs> 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 she looks up at you and goes, "Thank you." <laughs> well, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I go over to the bartender and I... The bard has started playing again. <laughs> it's the same bard. He finally got all of his interests. He only back. knows one song. But he got finally back up on the stage and yeah. being knocked off yeah. by us. Okay, I go over to the bartender and I ask, um, I, I ask him if uh, if that guy like is staying here at because this is an inn, right, as well as a bar. Yes. Okay, I ask him if he's staying there and if he knows what room he was in, so I can return his belongings. So you go up to the bartender and he says, um, "What do you want?" God, <laughs> I say, um, "Was that uh, gentleman in the?" The black cloak who uh, just left with my friend. Is he staying here? Does he have a room here? No. <laughs> you don't sound very sure. I don't think so. Does anyone else work here? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, there's a serving wench. Want to question her? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably a good way to go. I, so I go up to her and uh, ask. Ask about him. Is he staying here? Oh, um, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I just, I, you were you were crying a little bit before. 
Yeah, I just haven't I haven't had the best time in this bar, but I'm working through it. Um, well, I'm so sorry. We don't we don't want you to have a bad experience. Um, the, you look like you could use a hug. I I could use a hug. <laughs> Thank you. She she sets her tray down, and she she gives you a good hug. I mean, she's she is a dwarf. Uh, so it's it's like you know around the waist. But there's uh, a lot but, of muscle and tenderness. Yeah. No, it is it <laughs> it's is like, uh, hug, but yeah. like a little bit of a mustache pressing. It is it is a stout, taut hug. It's a it's a good one. Um, she, like she can't even reach her her fingers don't touch <laughs> around you, but still there's a good there's a good grip there. I mean, Yarfik gives better hugs, but come on. It's it's situationally appropriate right now for this to be a really good hug, and she she says, uh, "There you go, dearie. There you go. Now what? Uh, uh, what what was it that you wanted to know? That the the tall guy in the the black cloak. Uh, mm-hmm. He came from upstairs. Does he is he staying here? What's his what's his deal? Um, no, I don't believe he's got a room here. But uh, I mean, there's there's a common room upstairs as well. I don't know if he was doing anything up there. All right, you guys want to go check yeah, out the common room? Let's up to the common room. Okay. What's your what's what's your name? Oh, uh, my name is is Gretchen. Gretchen, thank you. You're very well. What's your name? Olash. Olash. Pleasure to meet you, Olash. I hope to see you again someday. <laughs> <laughs> Olash uh, makes friends for life. <laughs> she she picks her tray back up and she goes back to work. Uh, so you guys go upstairs, uh, going up the, the stairs. There's like a small common area with a couple of like lumpy couches. Um, and then there's a hallway going off of it with six rooms in it, three on either side. There's nobody up there right now. I mean, the, the doorways are all closed. There may or may not be people in those rooms, but the common room itself is empty. I guess uh, we'll, let's investigate the common yeah, room. Yeah, let's just roll in. Cool. Roll some investigation. Oh, wow. I got a four. I got a 14. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Your eyes were shrouded by tears. Honestly, I was looking and I couldn't see the D20 behind the candle, so I was like, no, you rolled a D10. Just re-roll it. <laughs> um, nope. So, sorry, nat one. Nat one. 14. 14. Four. And four. Olash, you're, you are just, like, beaming from the inside <laughs> with the glow of Gretchen's hug and the fact that someone was finally nice to you, and you're just walking up the stairs like, you know what? Someone that doesn't know me. Yeah. Okay, um, have to be and offended. you're like, this is how you can interact with people who don't know you're famous. This is the greatest <laughs> feeling in the world. <laughs> and... Um, Cassian, you're you're coming up and you're you're still stewing a little bit about that whole loser comment that that guy did. <laughs> you're just you're you're it, it threw you off your game. You didn't expect it. Loser is not a feeling you have. Um, so and and you're like you're trying to search, but it's just it's that's it's like sticking in the back of your brain. It's very distracting. Uh, Eowyn, though, you are looking around, rather eagle-eyed. Um, and you are, you see that like there's, there's, there's a small coffee table. There's, there's nothing on there. Uh, but one of the couches definitely has like a depression on it. Uh, this couch is depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a sad looking couch, um, but, uh, there's clearly a depression on it. So you go and you, you sort of focus your investigation on that area. Um, and you see that there's, there's an odd amount of dust 
there. Um, and when you sort of look at it closer... On the cushion with the depression? sort of. So it's on the cushion and on the floor oh, okay. in front of it. Um, and it's not like there's like a pile of dust that somebody poured there, but it's just that... <laughs> <laughs> which, which most inns would have. Yeah, so it's very um, suspicious. They have dustmen for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's you notice it specifically because it's incongruous to everything else. Like it's not of a color that looks dust. like it should be there. Um, and you is sort of the rest of the room pretty well kept. Yes, yes, the rest of the room is very clean. So it, it definitely strikes you as odd that this is here at all. Much less that the coloring isn't something that you would expect. Given the town, you would expect that it would just be sort of like a you know brown from the dirt or maybe bits of straw because there's a lot of farms mm-hmm. in the area. Mm-hmm. But this is you pick it up, you sort of roll it between your fingers, and it's got a grit to it like like rock, like quarries. <laughs> Okay, guys, maybe this is Yafik speaking through me, but this is not, this dust is not dust from here. This, this is rock. This is like, this is not the correct dust for this sort of bar, right? You'd expect no dust. And look at this room, first of all. And then I explain all that you just explained. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you give the Cliff's Notes version. Give the Cliff's Notes. Well, maybe we should take That's a handful of it with us to see if someone recognizes it. Handful, okay. Uh, or a pouchful or whatever. Yeah, sure. You just scoop up a, a handful of dust and walk around. <laughs> and people are like, did you cremate someone? <laughs> or urns are expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I say just to, for the sake of thoroughness, we should investigate these rooms. Um, so... Uh, here's here's what I'm thinking. We don't have time to be stealthy with this, so let's just knock on every door. Any that doesn't answer, Olash, you kick down and we search the room. Okay. Does this I place have locks? You... I don't need. I don't know. Oh, if we maybe need to kick anything yeah, down. I just want to see you talk your way into a room. That's gonna be so much more fun. Well, I, I'm figuring that if it, it's any of these rooms are occupied, they probably are not the room Pallad was staying with. This guy struck me as a loner. So um, there are six rooms. Uh, you go up to the, the first one. Do you want to start on the left side or the right side of the hallway? Oh, left. Okay, so you start on the left Always side of the hallway. Uh, you knock on the door, and uh, there's no answer. Can I, I try and open the door? Yeah, you can try and open the door. I'm, I do that. Okay. <laughs> so you try and open the door, and this one's locked. <laughs> okay, I say, uh, Olas, would you be so kind? I will be so kind, I mean, and I kick the door. door. <laughs> okay, um, so roll a strength check. Uh, uh, so 14? Uh, 14. So you, uh, sort of like, uh, the hallway is only about five feet wide. So you put your arms on the, the wall on the other side of you to sort of brace yourself. And you, uh, like raise your foot and you kick straight, uh, straight at the door and it just off the hinges falls down (laughs) flat. Uh, very loud. And from downstairs you hear... What was that? Um, uh, can I look for like windows or anything, any way out of here that's not the staircase? Yes, at the end of the hallway, there's a window. That lead- I'm gonna go over and like rooms? look out the window and see if there's a, if we like if we were to just jump out, would be straight fall down? Is there like a roof? Is there like? Uh, it would be a, a straight fall down, uh-huh. uh, only about like. 13 to 14 feet or so. Okay. Um, each story of the building is like 10 feet. Oh, 13 feet. Okay. Um, That's a, so you would take a little down. bit of damage, yeah. but not There's a There's no of windows damage. in the room? Uh, well, she's not in the room. She's not looking in the room. Yeah. Um, there is a window in the room as well that goes down onto the other side of the building. But uh, so you, you break down the door. Uh, it falls down flat onto the floor. And uh, there's 
there's nobody in there. There's it's pretty no Spartan. Either. There's a cot. There is a uh, sort of a chest of drawers uh, and a mirror. And that's it. Okay, I uh, go to the next one. I don't, <laughs> Cassian. I don't. I think we need to go to the potions place. I, I really, I really don't know if we should be trashing the inn. Gretchen was so nice. True. <laughs> True. Oh, suddenly I feel so bad for kicking down the door. <laughs> I say, okay, do you agree, Olaf? What do we think, team? team I agree, here? and I pick up the door and like bust <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Um, how much does a door probably cost? <laughs> Um, let me just compare it to something. <laughs> the DM did not plan for us to pay for a door. Uh, I did not. I mean, it's it's really just replacing the hinges. The door itself didn't break. Um, so we'll break? call it... We'll say, like, two gold pieces will cover the damage that you guys did. Because oh. they'll have to get a carpenter and... I'll pay for it. No, I, I told you to do it. I Well... I'll pay we'll split it. it. We'll split it. One gold piece. Okay. How about that? Okay. Um, so, uh, do you guys come back downstairs? Find a nice bowl of mashed potatoes and put some gold pieces in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> on Gretchen's tray. On Gretchen's tray. Do you guys? So sorry. Do you guys for the door. <laughs> you, you come back downstairs. The tavern is silent. <laughs> And every every eye is just on you. Like you can hear every creak of of the steps as you step down. I'm just like a until you you make it down to the bottom, and everyone's staring at you. I'm gonna say sorry. We thought we heard uh, someone in trouble behind a locked door. Crash it down. Turned out to be nothing, but uh, we'll, we'll pay for it. And we each hand her we each hand a gold piece to Gretchen oh, as she's trying to fiddle with it. The coins fall out of her hand into the mashed potato, <laughs> and then we head out. Right? Let's head out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Head. So, um, uh, okay. To the and then square. you all leave. As you leave, the uh, the lights turn from red back to their normal color. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is the spotlight still on Terry? <laughs> uh, the the spotlight slowly fades on Terry, uh, but he's he's. Don't forget, Terry peed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still the middle of the night? Like, is the potion shop going to be open? It's not the middle of the night. It's okay. like, uh, you guys got to the tavern around the time everyone was getting out of work. So it was probably like six or seven. So you can head down there and, and certainly see. Yeah, I guess let's go. Let's do it. Straight to the potion shop. The potion shop. Uh, so you head down to Fizzweaves. Um, and uh, it's, uh, like I said, it's on the town square. Um, it's uh, pretty nice looking, actually. Uh, this looks like one of the wealthier establishments in the area. Um, there are uh, lots of fl- flowers in the windows. Uh, you can also, looking in, you see you know various vials and beakers and lots of various colored solutions and the like. Um, and there, there is movement inside. So trying the door, uh, it is not locked. It opens up. There's a, a jingle. There's a bell above your heads. Um, ding, ding, ding. Tingle, tingle. And uh, as you enter, uh, you don't see exactly where it comes from, but you hear a voice say, uh, uh, Just one moment, I'll be with you as soon as I can. <laughs> Thank um, I'm going to just look around the shop and see what I see. You see a lot of potions, a lot of flowers. There are um, sort of uh, like uh, poultices, salves. There is There are like ground components for all sorts of things. Um, lots of stuff. There's a, a like a counter slash display case um, that has in it yeah, a lot of things you don't recognize, but things that you assume are 
probably expensive, which is why they're in there. Um, and then there's also a, a door to a back room. And at this point, from out of the back room comes a gnome. Um, so he's he's pretty short, uh, but he is uh, he's dressed very nicely. He's got a, a robe with uh, sort of like this red and white uh, or red and yellow scrolling design around the white that's on it. Um, he wears a, uh, a pointed cap that is just uh, that is like the same color pattern as the robe that he has on. Um, he's got. A, a big bushy mustache and brown hair, and he comes His shoes out. say Travelocity on them. <laughs> 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 and his little name tag says David. <laughs> he comes out and he says, oh, "Why, hello, everybody. Uh, I am Hugo. What can I help you with?" Hello, Hugo. You're not Hugo Fizzweave, are you? We're looking for Fizzweave. I am Hugo Fizzweave, the one and only. <laughs> hello. Um, I show him my ORE tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it's always good to see a fellow member. And then we like do the whole like like the sorority handshake thing. Yes. <laughs> Question: As a bard, do I have those tattoos? Uh, so whether or not you are a member of the ORE is up to you. Bards are not required to to uh, join. Okay. I um, for sure am because I was at a magic university. Sure. Yeah. sure. So but it's it's, it's kind of up to papers. you. Yeah. <laughs> that would have to be a decision in in your backstory. Like the okay. um the the bard who trained you and sort of started teaching you arcane magic mm-hmm. was a member of the ORE. Okay. Um you at this point may or may not necessarily have joined. Okay. You. But and as a bard it's not like suspicious if I'm not like like that's not going to make me like a persona non grata with the ORE if I'm not no. Um, okay. it, I mean, it depends on sort of how you act. Right. I the the, the average bard doesn't necessarily do any spellcasting. The average oh. bard may just play an instrument. Um, the bard, as far as, like, the class is concerned, mm-hmm. um, you know, does have magical tendencies. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that you've done so far hasn't been something that's been visible to anybody mm-hmm. because it's been a lot of, like, elusive or illusory magic, rather. Um, so no one is necessarily aware that you have any arcane prowess. Okay. Um, but if so, I just, I just am trying to clarify that, like, if this dude became aware that I was an arcane caster, mm-hmm. but was not an ORE member, would he have some kind of obligation to, like, take me down or report me? Um, he wouldn't necessarily have an obligation to do that. Uh, he may decide to do that. Okay. You don't know him well enough yet. Okay. I just want to make sure I, like, know what the rules are that I'm operating mm-hmm. with. I'm going to keep it under my hat for the moment. Actually. While we're doing mechanics on that, clerics are exempt from that, right? Because we're using sacred magic, not... Anyone, anyone that, uh, whose magic it stems from a divine person or uh, thing uh, is exempt from that. So uh, clerics, paladins, and druids. Cool. But Olash, <laughs> all of your magic is... You don't have... All of your magic is fist Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fist magic. All fist of my magic is my personality. So, <laughs> <laughs> so instead of illusory magic, you use fistery magic. Yeah. Fistery. I'm gonna show him my tattoos that I got when I was in my band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are your tattoos? Uh, I actually hadn't... Hadn't thought it through. Um, <laughs> I need to come up with like some song lyrics. I yeah. think that like yeah, from yeah, my yeah. band In that Orkish, I have tattooed. Or... Can you? Um, are you wearing yeah, like a, of course. a we're tour famous T-shirt? Orkish... <laughs> 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 Dates and cities. <laughs> the next tour is on the road. Um, I say fizz, fizz weave, my fizz friend. Listen, as one ORE <laughs> member to another, I'm merely a student, but I might need your help. We might. What level of uh, 
well, I don't know if the, I don't, I'm not entirely sure how levels work in the ORE, but um, I don't even know if this is a pertinent question or one that makes sense in the world. But what level of uh, spell cost are you? Uh, I am quite an accomplished mage, good lady. Uh, what exactly is it that you need help with? Well, Cassian? I, I, I can take over if you'd like. Sure. Well, <laughs> one of our friends uh, was pushed into a portal um, over by one of the bars. And is that a euphemism? <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, no, actually, no. Um, no, it was a real, uh, right? Cassian, you saw a magic... Yes, yes, it was a shimmering uh, purple energy gateway, and uh, they disappeared inside it, and we need to fig- we need your help reopening it so that we can save our friend. Wow. What, uh, what? I mean, I, I'm sorry that I have to ask this question. Did he deserve it? Like, what were the circumstances? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I mean, um... No, he, he, he took what he thought was a perfectly innocent uh, job, the, the person offered to hire him for a job, and then shoved him into a portal as though he was spiriting him, spiriting him away. We're concerned that he's in danger. Huh. I will tell you, we believe foul play is afoot because my friend gave me uh, a way with which to track him, and the man took the ring from me without me knowing. So he definitely does not want us to know where they've gone. Full disclosure, I, I'm, I'm going to shoot straight with you, Fizz, because you seem like a you seem like a decent fellow. We are investigating the disappearances in the area at the behest of your lovely mayor, and we believe this to be related. Oh, okay. Now this is all sort of crystallizing for me. He looks down at the potion that he was making and it's now starting to crystallize. (laughs) (laughs) He looks back at us. Yeah, Uh, and he's like, well, this is garbage now. But what you guys are saying definitely is starting to make sense. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad. Um, You know what? I I will help you. uh, Awesome, thanks. I, I, know, I know one of the people that went missing. He used to work for me, and I, um, I like him back. He was a, he was a good man. Well, uh, what was his name, if I may ask? Oh, uh, it was, uh, it was Francis. Francis. Francis Kittlewallow. That's the one we were looking for. His oh, yeah. wife was the one in the salted plum. We were I made do- her cry. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I will do everything in my power to ensure that he is returned safe, and my power is considerable. <laughs> I Hold remember. on a moment. Why did you make Vera cry? I don't know. I was just talking to her. She uh, just started crying. My friend here is a little uh, can be a little socially insensitive at times, and she implied that Francis might be deceased. Oh, well, I don't remember that, but that, trust me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna assume you're more of a book person. <laughs> I lift up my nose from a book. What? <laughs> <laughs> And Olash is surreptitiously looking at her. I remember reading that name on that list. (laughs) (laughs) I love Olash. My favorite. Uh, So great. Um, And he says, well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty much closing time anyway, so uh, why don't you folks wait outside? Uh, Let me just lock up shop, and I'll be right out, and we can go and take a look at this, uh, this portal. Fantastic. And I want to get this out of the way right up front so that you don't think we're screwing with you. It was cast on the doorway of an outhouse. (laughs) I assume as a way to prevent people from inspecting it, because who would think to look for a magical portal in an outhouse, right? Are you screwing with me? I swear swear to Aegea and to all the gods that I am not. Before we go, could I buy some, like... Heal, healing potions or something check out from you? Oh, potions you may have as well. Yeah, we can uh, we can do some of that. Uh, he says, well, absolutely. I, uh, I'd, be, I'd be happy to help. 
what is it the, that you're looking for? Uh, <laughs> something something that'll that'll heal me in battle. Okay, you're looking for some healing potions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me inspect and see what I've got here. Just read the labels. Um. I've got a, uh, I've got <laughs> some basic <laughs> potions of healing. Uh, those go for, uh, those are 50 gold pieces. I've got, uh, oh, it looks like I've got one potion of greater healing. That's 150 gold pieces. Okay, uh, so the ones that are 50, what is that, like, how strong is that? Uh, the, the basic potion of healing is 2d4 plus 4. 2d4 plus 4, okay. I'll take one of those. Excellent. I ask, um, are there any potions that uh, will restore my my compatriot's spellcasting energy should she run low? That's a good question. Um, some sort of arcane recovery. Yes. Um, I'm I'm aware of potions that exist for it, but I uh, I do not have any. That I know for sure. I make all of what I sell. Well, I appreciate it anyway. Do you have any potions that do cool stuff? <laughs> well, well, I've got a potion of invisibility. Ooh! Yes, please. Guess what it does? Uh, I um. Well, it makes me invisible. That good guess. Oh, good. Great. Is this the sort um, of invisibility that disappears if you uh, do? You're anything? asking me if the invisibility disappears. <laughs> the, okay. the effect I recognize disappears. the irony. The yeah, does the effect cease if one um, interacts with things too uh, vigorously? <laughs> um, what are you trying to do while you're invisible? Uh, well, uh, to be perfectly honest, we may have to fight someone. Ah, okay. Uh, so the invisibility potion works the same as the spell invisibility, which I'm, I'm sure I, that you are aware of the I'm stipulations aware of. It. Uh, so yeah, are are you to uh, you know attack someone, take that kind of action? Uh, it would it would dispel. Thank you. I am Come on. temporarily. Oh. <laughs> The potion of invisibility. Yes. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, that one's not cheap. Those uh, are. Those are hard to make. All I, right. I, I'd be happy to sell it to you. How not cheap? You'd be. You'd be looking at about two hundred and eighty gold pieces. Woo! All right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was my owl. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I am. <laughs> Temporarily a bit short on funds, uh, just until I receive my next allowance from my wealthy father across the ocean. Um, <laughs> the mail has been a bit delayed. Uh, it, would it be possible to obtain a healing potion on loan uh, until the mayor pays us or until I receive my shipment of gold um, on credit? Do you have any kind of uh, collateral? Um, I have... I'm happy to help, but I'm not a charity. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I... Got a sling or a short sword, if you can make any use of those. <laughs> Collateral is generally something that's important to you. <laughs> oh. Well, um, Something that you would come back to get. Sir, sure, Give sure, him sure, the sure, dust. Sure, sure. The dust. <laughs> <laughs> I say... Oh, we should I, how, How's about if I leave you my mandolin? Ooh. I value this highly, uh, but I don't particularly need it in a combat situation. Yeah, I I think that will do. That's the the tool of your trade. It is indeed. Uh, yeah, I will I will take great care with this. I appreciate uh, it. And here is an, a healing potion. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just gonna just put this out there just in case it comes up mechanically later. Um, Cassian does also carry a warhorn slung around his neck that he can use as an arcane focus for spellcasting. Okay. Yes, as that was a good idea. 
Oh, gosh. Um, as we walk, I think we're ready to go, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, you guys, you finish up the transaction. Right, he, he stows the money. Yes. Uh, you go outside. He, he locks up the shop, and you guys start walking over to the tavern. He's just following along behind you. As we oh. walk, I, I fish around in my robe's many pockets and find the... <laughs> find what the... did I do with that dust? <laughs> uh, where's my dust pocket? Dust pocket. Um, I take out the dust and I show uh, uh, Fizzweave and I say, is there anything you can tell me about this as we walk over to the Salted Plum? We found this up in the common room. It just seems very out of place. He um, takes a look at it. He, uh, he like, dips his, his finger into it and he sort of holds it up in front of his face. He's got big round glasses on. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of, like, looking at it. And he... Um, I watch in front of him as we walk so he doesn't trip on anything. Yes. Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's not the normal kind of dust and dirt you'd find around here. I knew it! For sure. It's, uh, <laughs> good instincts, good instincts. It almost looks like, uh, almost looks like limestone from the, the quarries outside of Stoneport. Limestone outside the quarries of the quone. Limestone from the quarries outside Stoneport. Very good. Thank you very much, Fizzweave. Odd that you'd find it here. I mean, it's it's two days' travel to Stoneport. I can't imagine anything that would still have that kind of dust on it. Well, as we know, the unless there was a piece of limestone sitting on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh really loud. (laughs) Hilarious. The person we're pursuing does have access to teleportation magic. It seems so. Could have come quite a distance. Thank you very much for that, Fizzweave. Yeah. Well, judging by my my sense of smell, we're at the outhouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys make it back over to Cash the Salted smell. Plum. Uh, do you walk into the Salted Plum and around? Mm-hmm. Or do you no, just go around the building? Just go around. We've made quite enough of an impression on that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, it's Door Smasher! <laughs> um, so you go around the back to the outhouse. Uh, there are two outhouses there. You point to him at the uh, the one that, that Cassie and you saw the portal in. And he uh, sort of looks it up and down. He goes, okay, let's see what we're working with. And he um, takes this contraption off of his belt. Um, it looks... <laughs> There's that owl again. <laughs> it looks... Uh, it's a very odd instrument. It looks sort of like... Um, like a, a dousing rod, mm. um, but it's made of, uh, there are some bits that are wood, there are some bits that are metal, there are like dials on the side of it. Um, it's very strange. It looks like it's somewhat cobbled together. And he says, uh, he sort of sees that you're all looking at it like, what the fuck is this thing? And he goes, uh, it's of my own design. I, I understand it looks a little strange. It's, uh, I call it the Arcane Diviner. Ooh, it allows cool. me to detect and identify strange magics uh, much stronger than just casting an identify spell. I can actually tell what the spell was. Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, hey. this baby comes in real handy. Just while you're... Fiddling with that, do you have the uh, ability to sign academic papers? Owen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said I would do it. Yeah, it's just I know. I, I, I mean, I, I do. I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member, but I, you know, I'd have to witness. All right. Okay. I guess I'll stick with you, Cassian. It's no. I, we're nearly there. You I, promise, I, right? I, we're almost yes, at that point. I, I, once we do this deed and uh, you know, okay. complete our heroism, I will gladly, gladly sign onto your paperwork. Would you sign it, Olash? <laughs> I, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So while you guys are bickering, 
Yeah, while you guys are bickering, he's fiddling with the uh, the dials and the knobs on the side. He, um, Is that a euphemism? No. <laughs> um, he sort of, like, shakes it a little bit. Um, he, like, hits it once, just in frustration. <laughs> um, and then it's the, this, like, spark of purple comes off the two, uh, the two forks on the end. And he goes, aha, works every time. <laughs> <laughs> what you are dealing with here is a heavily modified div- uh, dimension door spell. Someone out there is quite the cunning manipulator of magical essences. Well, I... I cannot thank you enough for the service that you've already done us, uh, Fizzwiv. Now... Uh, you could at least Fizzwiv. pronounce my name correctly. Fizzwiv. Fizzwiv. Sorry, Weave? I'm terribly Fizzwiv. 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 My, my apologies. I am under a bit of stress. Uh, <laughs> we are going to have to go through this portal. Is there anything you can give us that would enable us to open it from the other side? From over here? What? Like to get back once we're done. To get back? I mean, we'll just be in Stone's Throw when we wake, right? I mean, we're assuming this person came from Stone's Throw. If sure. he had we might just need a quick escape, and also a we gotta report port. back to the mayor. I've gotta pay him back for the potion. This is Stone's Throw we're in, right? You are in Stone's Throw. Stone Port is a larger city Stone on the coast. Stone Port is a larger city, it's, it's only Stone's, Stone's Throw away from Stone Port. We're not very far. And we all met in Stone's Port. And we all met in Stone's Port, so it's I... It's just be- Stone Port. Stone Sport. Stone Sports. <laughs> Stone Sporting Stone Sport Stone Sport is a store <laughs> in Stone Sport <laughs> where they sell tennis rackets. Um, There's also Stone Apostel. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Son. Um, well, you, uh, I feel like we will be able to get back pretty easily if we just. Fair enough. But I wouldn't worry about it. Are you able to open it from this side? I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to seem over-modest, but uh, I, uh, I believe I can help you out in that respect. Fantastic. Um, we would very much appreciate it if you could. If you don't mind. Well, not at all. Uh, give me a moment. He stows the arcane diviner back on his belt, and he sort of, uh, he opens the door of the outhouse, and he sort of stands in front of it. He, like, widens his stance a little bit, plants his feet. Um, and a gnome he... widening their stance. <laughs> yeah. In and in front of the outhouse. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so very hard to tell. He just gets lower. Yeah. Just, but he um, he like pushes up his sleeves. He spits in his palms and like you know claps them together and rubs his hands, and then he just sort of puts his hands out in front of him, uh, similar to what you were doing before, trying to like detect the arcane yeah. essences. Um, but there's this sort of crackling blue energy going all up and down his arms from the the tips of his fingertips all the way up to <laughs> his arms. That'll be me someday. As he just sort of focuses, and you can see his his face, like, scrunching up with the effort, um, and sort of some sweat starts to form on his brow, um, and the, the wind picks up around you uh, just a little bit, um, getting stronger and stronger. His hat blows off, um, and you see this sort of pale energies start to form in a sheet, uh, starting at the center of, of the open door of the outhouse and sort of radiating outward, getting stronger and stronger and uh, more and more opaque, brighter and brighter, until it's filled the entire space and it's just sort of pulsing. And at that moment, uh, through the frustration and sort of gritted teeth, he says, uh, It's now or never. You better go through. Great. I draw my rapier and shield, turn to him and say, You, sir, are a true hero. And duck into the portal. And you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you also go through? Yeah. Um, I go after him and say, You've got, that's, That was so cool. Uh, that, that, that was so cool. And then I, I, I like, Tink! 
a gold coin up to him. That was really rad. Um, <laughs> and then I go through the portal. And then I subtract the gold. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, you all go through, and uh, after you are safely through, he drops his hands, and the, you, there's this like uh, sort of hollow noise as the, the portal dissipates, so and cute. he sort of, uh, he like stretches, cracks all of his, his bones and joints, and he says, uh, good luck, I think you'll need it. And then his owl. <laughs> and then his owl, yeah, chimes in from behind and goes, woo! Woo! <laughs> and he's like, that was cool. <laughs> That is the most enthusiastic. It's, rare, owl. Uh, it's, it's a music festival owl. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the uh, it's a Coachella owl. Coachella. Yes. Coach yes. Cheers, things off. <laughs> Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. If you liked what you heard, please review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you heard us. We are sustained by your constant praise, so keep it coming lest we turn into empty, joyless husks. Come on, be a pal. Our theme music is Overworld by Kevin McLeod. You can check out all of his work at Incompetech.com. Tune in next time as Yarfix's predicament unfolds and the rest of the party tries to piece together exactly what's going on. And, if you're good, maybe we'll give you another cast interview. Maybe. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>